Thank you, Chad Belding and A Foul Life and This Life Ain't For Everybody for letting Sierra Strength and Speed invade your podcast room for our first inaugural roundtable. Um, Round of applause. This is Rob Knatzer. Yeah, it's a golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> um, my first time in the uh, in the executive chair in Chad's spot, uh, trying to run a podcast. So we're going to talk fitness. We're going to talk nutrition. We're going to talk life. I think this is going to be hosted on the This Life Ain't For Everybody, which hopefully we share some tidbits that are for everybody, but maybe not everybody likes what we have to say. Um, but we're okay with that. I'm joined today with a couple of my guys on the staff. I'll go all the way across the table to Jake Waters. How are we doing? Uh, I'm Jake Waters. I work at Sierra Strength and Speed. Been there about four and a half years now. And uh, yeah, do group training, personal training, all that good stuff. Yes. And uh, there's only three of us here today. The other one is Blake Whitlock. How are we doing? Blake, give us a little self description. I'm Blake Whitlock. I'm uh, bald. Uh, <laughs> That's about that's about it out of me. I mean, I'm just Blake. I uh, I've been with Sierra Strength and Speed over a little over a year and a half now, um, but I'm a long time uh, Rob Knatzer protege. So it's been great to be back in the gym in a coaching capacity, and, and yeah, let's let's get into it. I was gonna say you're not just bald. You you know you've done <laughs> there's, you've done, there's a few things you know nah, other than nah. just being bald that you know. So, so both these guys I was fortunate enough to work with as they were young, growing athletes, and they, uh, they both did pretty well on their own, and, uh, and I'm glad to have them back as part of my training staff. We've got, there's, there's about six of us total trying to get towards uh, everybody being full-time, but uh, everybody's about half-time, and we work with a little bit of everything. So... I know Jake is excited to fire off the first question, so I'm gonna let Jake. I'm gonna let Jake know know where <laughs> Jake is going to start us off in a direction. You know, I got to plan everything. Okay, I let's, everything I, I'm good with uh, you know, fly by the seat of your pants or have a plan. So let's kick it off with this, since we're Sierra Strength and Speed. Uh, what are the key drills? to help with speed and how do you program or progress oh, we're getting them. right right into it Whoa. oh yeah <laughs> how long do we have no warm-up i i know i thought we're you would right you know maybe it. break it in easy so i guess the way this is going to work is hopefully it's not a stump the professor kind of show because <laughs> if it is this show will last about six minutes um so i guess this is for our young audience uh speed is no easy avenue or area to work on I, I think uh you know when you work with a runner and you look at a runner everybody runs different right it's it's something first you crawl then you walk and then you learn to move a little faster and then you run but nobody's ever you know at age four you're just running nobody's ever taught you how to run you pick up one foot and you put the other one down and you move and so when we get our young athletes a lot of times we're trying to work on different areas of movement and and I really like one of the first analogies that that I use with all of our young athletes because I think they get it is PAL which is posture arms and legs so you, you start there and and for some of these young athletes their posture is no good and if you can't get into a nice strong stable position 
your limbs can move as much as they want, but you're not going to be going anywhere, you know, quickly or or in the direction you want to go. So we will do a lot of work on posture, and sometimes that's where some strength comes in, some core, um, getting their arms to move. So a lot of athletes run with just their legs. They don't use their upper body at all. So that's a big issue for a lot of our athletes, getting them to use their arms and, and help in terms of how they move. And then leg, and when we get into the leg, it's really – that's where it starts to get into a lot of the technical stuff. So if they're young, we're just working on, you know, how they move the legs and and doing some drills. If they're a little bit older, then we're talking about how the foot hits the ground, how they push or lever into the ground, how they drive the knee up and through, and then start to put that all together. And, And again, probably one of the biggest questions we get asked is, can you improve speed? You know, are you just born with speed or can you get it better? And you guys know, you guys both were with me when you were younger. We can make huge gains in in speed um, in in training, right? Because there's a lot of facets to it. That's why this question is so lovely to start with, Jake. But, you know, there is, there is a, a strength component. There's a core component. And, and then there's just a body leverage, how do I move component. And so there are a lot of pieces to work on. And, you know, these guys getting ready to, to train for the combine, they're working on little teeny intricacies. But, you know, again, they get one-tenth faster and their draft dollar goes up huge. So they're they're working on their speed. It can be changed. And from the time you're 14 or 15 to 17 or 18, it can be changed a ton because you're growing, you're developing, you're getting stronger, and you're figuring out your body, right? So, so a lot of different pieces go into that. Okay, so I got a question so, to, to stem off that. I was going to say, don't you have another answer? I got, I got a question. Okay. I got no answers. I'm fresh. <laughs> I'm going to open the book. Bitch. I got no answers. All, uh, only that, questions. No, you're going to have answers so, too. Talking about speed and talking about like a natural runner, somebody's fast. We all grew up with kids that were faster. You know, I was, I'm on more on the end where we worked really hard to get me to a level where like my speed was improving. Okay. You know, I wouldn't call myself like a natural speedster, but I got some buddies that were fast you know like they're fast are they doing all those little things right naturally like is the like is Mm -hmm. that and you know just from experience like what you've seen are the faster guys doing those little things correctly subconsciously they were just you know they they woke up and that's how they run yeah that's a good question or can you run fast with shit mechanics like is you know is that like are are there guys out there that are just flying just because they're you know they're defying the odds so let me throw this at you You, you're gonna have to have an answer okay here we go the the kids that were the kids that were typically faster what was their size the little ones usually smaller right right typically not all of them okay and you know the answer to your second question there are some guys that flat out move and don't look very good you're like I, I think I want to work with that guy because I think we clean up a few of these, we call them energy leaks, right? You, you can just see their body is not in great position. I think a lot of times you can clean those guys up and get something out of them, right? Okay. But I, I think to answer your first question, Blake, a lot of times it's based on your growth. You know, So you do see, I think the kids typically who are faster early on tend to be smaller. So they're just... 
I don't know that they're wired any differently, but their movement skills are probably a little bit more coordinated. Just because the they're kids, small? Like, is it just physically, there's just not as uh, move, like, there's not as many large moving parts? Is that what it, like, is that the, there's, it's think, a simple answer? Yeah, I think that's okay. part of it. And probably coordination comes into it. They they figured out their body a little bit better than than the kids that sometimes, you know, we've seen the kids that are going through those growth spurts and we're like, man, this this one's like a giraffe. So we got to we got to just teach them how to move. So I think some of it has to do with their growth and development. They haven't figured out their limbs yet. Whereas and again, I'm generalizing. It's not always this way, but some of those smaller kids are just kind of they get their coordination a little bit better and they figure out their feet and then the the whole process just is a little smoother so i think that's what you're seeing there and sometimes you'll get those kids who you're like man i i really think they're progressing and they look like they're getting better and all of a sudden they start to go through a growth spurt and you're like okay things are you know changing again so we're gonna have to re go through some of these fundamentals and get them back you can almost see them kind of go through and and go through the waves of of the growth but i don't i don't uh you know again so, and a lot of times here's the other thing i was gonna throw at you some of those kids who are fast early on never get any faster so all of a sudden as the other kids get stronger bigger learn how to run all of a sudden those guys are no longer the yeah. fastest guys so so like a lot of times i remember about your age group there was a kid it was actually uh a kid who was Hunter's age, okay. and there he was like 12, 13, very fast. I mean, light speed ahead of everybody else, but very small. And they're like, oh, this kid's going to play in college. I'm like, guys, he's freaking 12. There's yeah. there's so much shit that can happen between 12 and 17, and maybe he doesn't even like sport anymore at 17. So don't, let's, not, let's not force him down that pathway because he might grow a little bit and his speed could change or he could have an injury you know you just don't know so it's like yeah. let's not put that into his head let's just let's yeah. just encourage it and get him to continue and move in the right yeah. phase to, to maybe go that route if that's what he wants to do and let's stay on that point for one second okay parents PSA stop talking about all this post high school nonsense to your kids let them be kids let them play the games they want to play let them enjoy what they're in right now you're ruining it for them i promise you that you're ruining it for them and i'll I'll get off my pulpit there on that but i know that's something that we talk about a lot we do is this year-round sports concept for kids it's it's horrible and and you know we might be the pot calling the kettle black a little bit Working out of N and J because we, we work with that. We, we a couple work, of those. We work really closely I mean, with that volleyball to club. Prevent all the overuse. Exactly. So it's like you know, at least this, most of our job because of year round yeah. sports. You but ultimately, it. we can talk. We can talk of the physical aspect of it beyond this. But ultimately, let the kids have fun. Let the kids be kids. Let them experience things that they want to experience. And you're going to see a much better product out of your kids. Period. Point blank. I'll get off my pulpit yep. now. They'll find what they like. They'll find what they if like. If they have the passion for it, they'll try. And we see that every freaking day mm-hmm. yep. encourage no. passion about in any capacity yep no let's let's do this let's 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 table it really quick because chad and i just finished with with this we we went through this topic so i would like to hear your guys thought a little bit because it will piggyback off of our last podcast because chad's question was he's got a young daughter who you guys have met and she mm-hmm. plays volleyball and and likes volleyball i don't know that that's her only sport it might be right now but she's at that middle school level where i'm like middle school is great for them to try these other sports because they're just it's just a taste right you get six yeah. weeks and it's over seven yeah. weeks it's so it's so quick you just start to get into it but that's where you start figuring out what you like to do. Um, so 
let's come back to that here in a second. Is there anything else on speed that you want to talk about or that I missed? Or well, I, I mean, gonna, that it's a big question. So I know we could talk I about was, it forever. I was but. thinking about the conversation you were having with Justin about like strength training uh, with like you were talking sprinters and football players specifically. Oh, gotcha. And how you were kind of talking about how the strength for them is almost just moving their body. They're moving, if they weigh 195, they're moving 195 every step of a sprint. Yep. So do you think that weightlifting only acts as like an accessory in athletic training and it's not as important as like training skills specifically or mm. like sprinting specifically and gotcha. they get the same strength benefits no, out great. of just doing that? Another great question. So. Um, I've mentioned this before in my podcast with Chad. So, um, and only because I'm so old, I go back and I, I predate these guys because the thought process was with baseball, with basketball, with golf, lifting was bad. Okay. So I grew up with lifting is bad because it slows you down, makes you bulky and affects the speed of sport. Right? So when we watch sport, Sport occurs at a fast speed. And really, ultimately, to make it from high school to college, I tell all the kids, you got to be fast because the game changes and it's a speed change. And then to go from college to pro, it's another leap in speed, right? Strength is, is part of it, depending on what position you play. But again, strength for golf may not be as big as it is for football. Strength for basketball, maybe not as big as, again, football or something like that. I was really fortunate when I was going through my athletic training that I got to see high school game Thursday, Friday, college game. I was working on the sidelines, college football Saturday and travel down to San Fran and see pro football on Sunday. It's light years apart Friday versus Saturday versus Sunday. It's unbelievable. It's not, I mean, and you're talking kids, semi-adults adults, adults yeah. right yeah. so so you're looking yeah. at three different populations but the level of speed is amazing and so our 17 year old who's right on the border of college if he doesn't move very well then he's probably gonna have trouble making it to the next level now there's some attributes no matter what sport you play that hopefully you have and you can go to the next level but a lot of things are going to change when you're at that next level right so jake to your point Sometimes in the weight room, moving 250 pounds, your, your example of a 195-pound person, moving 250 pounds slow probably doesn't benefit your speed. Mm-hmm. And so when we, look at, when we look at our name, see our strength and speed, if you put strength and speed together, ultimately that's power. power yeah. And it's one of the things that we talk about a lot, right? This is because I think power is where it's at. You got to have power. So if you move 250 pounds slow, but you've got your runner who can move 195 pounds fast, he's probably a more powerful person. So we talked before about a couple of these athletes who don't lift a lot of weights. It's amazing when you see sprinters, some of them don't ever go in the weight room. Mm -hmm. And you look at their quads and their legs and their glutes, and you're talking, (laughs) they're freaking developed, right? I mean, mean, they've got a 30-inch leg and they've never lifted a weight. Yeah because they're really good at what they do, right? So so ultimately... Is that created through efficiency, like in running, like that they're optimizing what running can be, that's why they get growth? Is that... 
Well, and it's that power of movement. So, so it's that, it's that it's, it's like your low end weightlifting where you're moving weight hard for four or five reps. That's like a sprinter. So they're, they're pushing weight as hard as they can for a short period of time. That creates growth. It's like the same. Me- it's like the same mechanism. You got the same it. Mechanism. You got it. Doing it. Just they're doing it over here. They're yep, okay. yep, and they're doing it over time, right? So that that's yeah. adding to their growth. Okay. So, going back to you know rephrasing that question, Jake, when I was growing up, I thought the only way to be a better athlete was to be stronger. But when I look back at my lifting technique, it was mainly bodybuilding because mm-hmm. there wasn't a powerlifting gym really in town there was there was maybe one that was starting up but but i didn't know about it so there was a couple of underground powerlifting gyms where maybe they did some olympic lifting i really didn't even know what olympic lifting was until my college days um so we were doing i was doing bodybuilding slow movement of weight trying to get stronger because i thought that would help my game now what I when I look back, I don't think I had any rotational movement yeah. whatsoever. Which, when you look at all sports, there's a huge rotational component. I don't care what sport you play, and and you know some people will go golf's not a sport. Well, pretty powerful athlete, <laughs> yeah. ton of moving parts, ton of moving parts. Yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of rotational, right? Basketball players start, stop, change of direction, movement, a lot of movement. So. As I grow, grew and learned more, I became more of a movement-based person. That's kind of the t- conversation we were having the other day. So there are things in the weight room that I think can really help, probably more so our middle school, high school, early college, depending on the sport. But really, if they don't move well, I don't know how much the weight room is beneficial, gotcha. right? So so now I'll, I'll throw that back to you two because you're seeing both sides right you you played a little bit you worked out a little bit you've uh and blake actually played at the college level jake didn't he probably could have done something at the college level if he wanted to but you guys you guys got to see (laughs) my back (laughs) oh shit the back excuse again Uh, (laughs) just, just messing um but so what do you guys think because because i i always talk to you guys you know, we've had, you guys have been in, in our facility. I've had over, we're almost 20 years old. This this summer, yeah. we will be around for 20 years, which is Man, really like pretty freaking cool. That's crazy. Yes. Um, and I've had different guys in and, and some agree with me, some don't, right? It just depends on yeah. what, where you want to go. So so what do you guys think? I mean, uh, so is movement key? Is strength key? It's, it's I'll go ahead and offer this. I'll, I'll start it off. So... A little bit of my football background. I played high school ball here at Galena High School. I went to community college at Saddleback College, Southern California. We were the national runners-up. Very good football team there. And then I ended up, my football career ended, I played at Boise State. Um, Which was a very good team. Which was a very good team there as well. We won a Mountain West Championship one year. Draft picks. That was a good football team too. So I don't say that to brag more that I've seen the top end of of, of Mm -hmm. each place I've been. I only know as much as I know, but I've been there and we were on the top end. So I saw that that how that operates at that level the biggest difference that i saw as i climbed the difference to from high school to uh, junior college yes the speed but the speed and the adeptness of the big guys of uh, up front how fast can those guys go and then from junior college to the division one level how much bigger and faster and more adept those guys got again in junior college 
in Southern California, very Pac-12 style, run and gun, throw the ball a lot. I was playing 4-4 guys every week. I'm playing guys that can wake up and run a 4-4. Receivers, that's a, running that's backs. a four four forty. Four four forty. If you weren't sure, what four we four forty. Forty yard dash. Disgusting. Forty yard dash. That means you're very very fast. If very you can fast. run four four, that means you're very very fast. So the receivers, DBs, safeties, running backs, those guys at the junior college level, you're playing four four level guys. That's like that's NFL speed. Sure. But you know your big guys still a little clunky, still a little you know not very mobile, trip over themselves, can't chew gum and, and walk type guys. But then you take the next step up to the Division One level where you're even more specialized. You're you're not getting a lot of guys. You might see a couple four three guys. You might see a couple real burners. They're probably from Florida. Those dudes down there, they run. I don't know what it is. There's some in the water. Those guys are fast. But gator water. Gator water. Gator. They gotta run from those damn gators. But it wasn't my adjustment wasn't to okay how do i get faster to match these wide receivers it was like how do i get away from these big beasts up front that are that can actually run me down at this level yeah and they can move their feet just as well as i can move my feet so so the head fake and the and the shimmy isn't going to get these guys to fall over like it was at the high school level it worked a little bit at the junior college level at the division one level i can only speak to that those guys are so big and so athletic yeah. that that's what changes the game. And so what I would anticipate, and I'd love to talk to a couple of my buddies that are in the league. I just, you know, this doesn't come up often. We talk about other stuff. But, like, is that still the same jump when you go to the next level? Oh, I'm sure You know, it like, is that is it, is, is that still the same? Is it the big guys again? You yeah. know, because that was, that, was, that was fucking tough to deal with flat out. Like, yeah. and, you know. You can be strong all day long, but you got to move around, and those big guys are coming. So, and you may have something to add, but I, I picked up on two things there. You talked about moving, right? Uh-huh. And then football is a different beast, right? Because you've got to have some muscle armor mm-hmm. on your body, right? And yeah. that you may not need for basketball or baseball, or yeah. you know, you've got to have that just because the season is long, and you're going to take some wear and tear and some hits. So. But you mentioned movement. These guys know how to move better. So, so again, I really think the fundamentals of movement go into a lot of what we do with our young athletes. And the other thing is, the better, the, the better we move longer is longevity. So we were talking about that earlier today in a different topic. But, yeah. but I think movement is so important as we age that that's – kind of the basis of where i come from so it's not not just our young kids they want we want them to be athletes but i'd say everybody that comes into our facility is an athlete right and so i treat my adults like athletes too because the longer they move good the longer they're going to be around and hopefully having a good life versus i'm you know i'm just living in it i'm not living it so yeah i mean if you want to watch a beautiful form of movement go watch nfl offensive line tape yeah, click on the tape, no, watch the back view. It's one of the most beautiful dances that the world's ever seen. Like it's the way that they they can work in such a tight space with such explosiveness in in how beautiful their feet move. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's like a beautiful ballet. Yeah. It, th- those guys again to that same point is like that was the biggest jump, but that also smooths out the game. Because yep. now all your little dude, your little fast guys can just run around and be little and fast. You know, nothing against my little guys. You got, some of you guys hit hard too. <laughs> but like, it smooths out the entire process of what the football, the sport of football is. Mm-hmm. Because 
the weakest link is often like your big clunky slow guy. You take yep. out some of those big clunky slow clogs, you know, cogs in that wheel of what football is. It's you 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 start to see it, and I, I see it mostly in those big guys. And yep. maybe it's just a matter of age, like we were talking about earlier. Did they just? Do they just need time to grow? Obviously, there's different calibers. You know, there's there's different levels different. of what athlete potential even is. Yep. But like, it, is it a longer process because they're 300 pounds, or is it a longer process because now they're 27, not 22, and they and they just had they needed more time to figure their feet out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's all up to debate. But or, you know, is it a confidence issue? They they've developed the the confidence on their it's, way up. It's a lot of variables. You know, there's a lot right? of variables there's that go in. What could it yeah. be? But like from what I know, it's the, the difference on those levels is the big guys and how they and how they handle their movement. Okay, you know, quarterbacks can throw it all across this country, everywhere, yep. everywhere. You got right. kids that can chuck that ball at the mat, you know, yep. sixty yards. It's yep. Like you're not gonna have anybody throw it further than that. But well, like it, it's it's a and Chad and I have gotten into arguments because Chad's a baseball guy. Okay. I'm I'm I like all sports, but I'm a little bit more of a football guy, and so I Dang. think personally having 11 guys and getting them all on the same page is really impressive oh it's the greatest and, team and sport. one of the one of the things i miss and and i'm hoping to hang out with you a little bit this summer is being around really good coaches who get everybody to buy in to the product yeah. that they're putting out and i just think football two things i, I had one coach he's like you know football can change your life because you may go out on the field today and come back in at the end of the game and never be the same, right? Because there's that kind of injury potential and not that there's not with any sport because that's, that's where Chad and I were talking about. He doesn't like the injury impact of, of the game. And I go, you know, Chad, I've seen basketball players come down in such a funky way that they blow out their ankle and they're never the same again. Oh, so, man, we all so saw that Kevin Ware thing where oh his leg correct, popped out. Yeah. That changed correct. the world. Like, correct. That changed example. me. It, it wasn't even it, my leg. Exactly. Like, so so that's the inherent risk of sport yeah. that you know going in. But that's yeah. part of part of why you love sport. I mean, it's it's it changes it gives, your mindset. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. you have to be ready to accept. Yeah. I, and and it to me it's the goals and I'm going to improve and I'm going to you know, I'm going to go up against that guy who I know is better than me, but I'm going to play him like he's never, you know, so, yeah. so there's those things that sport has yeah. that I think is really good for, for everybody long-term. I had it said to me the other day and it was the funniest moment because I was like, man, that is, I think that was the word I was looking for to describe it. Cause I, my process post athletics has been very difficult. You know, I don't know if, you know, I haven't footage you guys in a lot. I, I struggled hard on, on, yeah. on, on leaving the game per se, I'm a football guy, but leaving sport in general. And there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I was talking to somebody about it and they were like, Oh man, you're an athlete in recovery. I get it. And I was like, man, I never thought of it that way. Like that, that thing, that world that I lived in for so long was, was my drug of choice. I loved it. It it shoot that into my veins every morning. it. It gave me a purpose when I woke up. And so it's like, I look. I started, you know, within the week, I started looking at myself as that athlete in recovery, and man, I started how like p- pounding out some of my problems that I'm having mentally, physically, whatever. And it was like, man, that was a really fun withdrawals. With, withdrawals. That Literally, thing is a yeah. drug. At yeah. Boise State, we packed that place. Thirty-seven thousand five hundred people every home game. 
that shot of adrenaline is a drug, oh, you know. It's an insane it, feeling. Of it, there's nothing like it, and I never even got an interception there. I saw some <laughs> of my buddies take pick sixes to the house, and the whole place blew up. Like, I, I, there's nothing like it. I can't imagine getting that feeling one more time, yep. you know. And it's like I searched for that within other aspects of life, you know, drugs, alcohol, women, whatever. You, you know, we make those mistakes as, as as men, whatever. Sure. But I wasn't looking at myself as like an athlete in recovery. And he, the way my buddy said that to me, I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Let me figure out my way through this recovery now. Yep. Because I, I oh, I'm searching. That's what I'm, yep. I'm not just looking for something new to do. I'm looking for a new, like a new thing in my life like i need right. like a new piece yeah. of my heart yeah you know yeah. got something i do if you don't well i was thinking about my girlfriend yeah. who was a track athlete at unr um and she went through the same thing very yeah. recently when she uh finished up her career there and yeah she had a very rough time she still like sometimes brings it up but like i've talked to rob about it she just it's very hard to lose something that is basically your whole life like school yeah, for well, her was an added benefit yeah right like she was there to do to track. do sport yeah that was what she cared about that's all she's done her whole life and then when you lose that it's like oh my god yeah this and my I, life's over so how do you deal with that one way that i like started to figure my way through it was like i thought of it just straight up as pavlovian conditioning I figured out over the last four years since I've been done, I really struggle August through December because that's football season. Yeah. Like that's – so I'm like, why do I feel such angst August through, through December? And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, because for the last 15 years, August through September, I'm very busy, very focused, yep. very driven. I have a goal. It's win a championship, and I'm pursuing it at, with, with every waking breath. Yeah. So it's like – at a very like a biological level, like my body wants something to it's do for used, these months. Yeah, it's used to that for those months. So yeah. like that was one way I found that was like help that helped me a little bit was like, dude, straight up, it's just it's just conditioning. My body's ready for something now. Yeah. yeah. Four years out isn't gonna trump the fifteen years in. Nope. You yeah. know, like that's just like that's just be silly to assume. Well, and and I'm glad you brought her up because that was one of the first things I thought. Yeah. We see it in our facility sometimes, right? It's and, and it was, again, one of the things Chad and I talked about because we've just hit several topics, but it's your identity, right? When yeah. you're when you're playing that sport, it's who you see yourself as. That's your identity. And so it's that's why I always tell people, they're like, as far as going to play again and then retire again, I'm like, you have no idea. You don't want to be, what it's you don't like. be Brett Favre. Right. I'm like, I'm like, he knows, like you mentioned, it's like a drug. The adrenaline you feel when you're in that sport, and that's what you know. It's the only thing the guy's done yeah. for 25 years. So you want him to just go now sit on the couch and watch it? No, he's yeah, he's yeah, he's having trouble because because he knows he can still pick up the football and fling it 55 yards. He's like, I can still freaking play, right? But yeah. There's a timeline, and and so they get mad at these guys who want to keep playing, your Brady or whatever. They know they can still play. They're 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 so good at their craft, and it's what they know. And there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing that simulates that. Even if you're in the big business world, 
you know, there still isn't something that's that exhilarating for them that gets their juices flowing. So for you, it's finding another outlet. It's finding what your next It's been beautiful. Coaching has been that mechanism. Like I get an opportunity to now dive into others who are pursuing what I used to pursue. Right. So I get that. So boom, I found like this has been such a great, you know, mechanism for me. Like this has been my it. This has been my why. Like I get to coach like some of my young guys. I've been them, so I get it, you know? And it's like, to your point of like these guys that want to go back, people forget about the athlete. They didn't just stumble into the NFL for 15 years. They worked every moment of their life to get that. So the fact that it's gone, they don't have, they're like a, you guys ever had a family friend that has like a, like a border collie that doesn't herd sheep? It's the worst (laughs) dog. It's the worst dog. You know what I mean? That's the worst dog on the block because it's just going to bite people's kids and run around and try to hurt everybody and like, get in, get in line. That was such a good analogy. It's looking for something to do. So that athlete has, mm-hmm. it's, they worked for that. They yeah. earned that. It's not just their identity because like someone bestowed it upon them. Right, right. They, they earned that. Which is why it hurts so bad when it's taken away. For, yeah, dude. Especially if it's not their choice, which like, Oh, and you have yeah, you have in, you have injury, you have yeah. bad relationships, you have yeah. all that stuff. You never know why some guys lose it. Yeah, or, or you get cut, or you get uh, cut. I mean, flat out good it's enough. There was so the, abrupt and just yeah. always yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, like it's gone and mm-hmm. yeah. There's no well, yeah, no warning. There's a, when, there's when all the games at the end of the season, when all the games are over, there's only one team that finished on yeah, a win, same, right? Yeah. It's it's Period. so yep. it's, it's. I mean, maybe if you're, it's hard two, when you're losing or you know whatever, but yeah. but that could be the finality. Shit, we're done. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that, there's that, no transition at all. No, it's right. just, no. It's and not now like, you're a normal person in college you apply for graduation you know like yep. hey we're, we're gonna you're you're in your last semester apply we're gonna walk you through this process here's these avenues let's look for you know there's the job fair let's do these things yeah like you said sports most times you got your tom brady's that get to make his decision aaron Rodgers will decide when he wants to be done serena williams decided when she decided mm-hmm. she wanted to be done like you have these athletes that the top they're in they have their own list of issues because they are so deep in it anyway yeah. that it's like the, the luxury of getting to transition probably doesn't even benefit those people no. because they're so hyper speed forward. You know what I mean? Like they're on the front end because they're like lost in it already. Yeah. So the transition doesn't help them. And then for everybody else, it's like, Hey man, sorry, thanks for the time, but we'll see you later. You know, like that's, yeah, that's a tough thing to deal with just it on is. a purse, like a very basic level. Yeah. It's like taking a binky away from a baby. What do those things do? They scream and cry. Well, and, and, there's a big mental side to sports, mm-hmm. right? And so we talk about that all the time with our young athletes. How do we tap into them mentally? Because that's as demanding as the physical side, right? If your brain more, isn't into more, it yeah. and more, right? Yeah. So so ultimately, I think, you know, because it is the X's and O's when we're training people. It's it's knowing what what does work, what what should what should help them what if this doesn't work what we need to do right so it's learning all those things but probably in the last 10 or 12 years of my career it's how do i tap into their brain how do i get them to do the little things because that is such a huge part of the physical side right so so it's not just hey let's get their body in shape if your mind's not there uh, you know your injury your injury potential is higher yeah you may not even want to go play that day so so it's it's yeah, putting it all together right 
So my title on my on my business card for SSS is athletic development coach, which is cool. So I like I'm I'm a I like to philosophize and sit and think and look up in the stars and go, what does this world mean? You know. So I've like, what does athletic development mean to me? And I've boiled it down to where I've started marketing myself, and when I tell others like what I do, I'm a conf I'm an athletic development coach, but I'm a confidence development coach. Ultimately, I want to I want to develop these kids confidence athletically but ultimately if we can develop a level of confidence in athletics that's going to lead them into success and in, in whatever they want to do because now yeah. they have a tangible thing i got better at something yeah then and as we all know like apply yourself to something and you know plant a seed water it watch it grow you'll find confidence in that process yeah. now you have confidence to go do whatever you want to do and you have a tangible thing i got faster I know I can get better at something. Go do that somewhere else. It's yeah. awesome. Like that's so, uh, you know, ath you know, athletic or confidence development coach is like how I've like kind of coined myself in my own head. Like, yeah. you're teaching that you're teaching athletic movements, but ultimately, the heart of what I'm doing is I want the I want everybody I touch in that gym to come out of it more confident. In, in whatever if it's public speaking somehow fuck it who cares like yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. that's if somehow us doing you know our drills in the gym makes them more social at school that's a fucking win oh that's yeah. a win by far you know and i like wins i like wins i want wins that's like my favorite part of coaching is like when you have like tatum or keenan like keenan has blossomed yep. like just through lifting like he used to be super quiet and like shy and now he comes in and he's like, I'm ready to lift some weight. And he's yeah. flexing in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, like I can lift more than all my friends mm -hmm. now. And like he's just blossomed. And like my cousin too, like yep. through lifting, so much more social. And it's like I found that benefit with lifting too. Like it made me way happier mentally on my own and like more confident with others, like able to talk to people. It's just that's a very cool part of yeah. our job. I mean, look at the look at just look at like the social experiment that is high school. Right. <laughs> yeah. The jocks are the popular kids. Why? Uh, well, they're confident in something. Yeah. So that ex that that excretes out of you know yep. out of them. Yep. So that like drives popularity towards you know. Yep. Like that's high school is a fun social experiment, and you can see stuff like that. Oh, like yeah. that's just like that's like bare bones. Like, yeah. Why do you think they have more confidence? Well, they work really hard on something, and yeah. the best ones are usually the most popular. Yeah, because they work the hardest. They know they can put it's, shit. You know. That's why I love what you guys said. When you get those 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kids in the weight room, it's one of the biggest things they've always talked about. The weight room is they start to get some self confidence, not only with what they're doing, but it affects everything they everything, do, yeah. and and ultimately. Again, going back to our longevity thing, if they start to like that stuff at that age and just keep it rolling, you're developing somebody who's hopefully learning some healthy principles that are going to affect them into their 30s, 40s, 50s, or maybe they get inspired enough to inspire somebody else, right? So it's it's kind of that domino effect yeah, of, hey, if we yeah. get you know and these like, guys going and they start to develop a little group and all of a yeah. sudden now we got this group and then we got, you know, it's amazing how you can see those kids just come along and develop, even if it's not in sport, right? Oh, it's it's, it's yeah. gonna affect them everywhere. It's a beautiful thing. Like why can't Sierra Strength and Speed shove the whole entire Reno community forward because mm -hmm. what we develop in our gym, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I totally. like to, again, I like to philosophize and think so big. Yep. Like, damn, I hope every single one of our people that comes into our gym 
goes out and teaches, you know? Yeah. Because we're, yeah. ultimately, let's, our goal should be to supply them with the tools, yeah. you know, right? It's like each one teach one. Go, like Sean Rose can go out there and affect the world in a positive way because he's in there and we're teaching him fitness, but hopefully he's learning some other principles about himself or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets to go, you know, he has his whole network of people and we have an influence on him. Well, essentially, we're touching those people too. Right. You know, right. so. Throwing out a few good cues or a few good, hey, make sure you get your sleep. Yeah, That's exactly. Really freaking Philosophy important. Philosophy or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, how we operate can, merely how we operate, and me and you talk about it a lot because I show up with a smile on my face regardless. It's just because I'm happy. I love being here, man. You know, I've had times in my life where I was really depressed and I didn't want to be here no more. You know, I never took steps towards that direction. If that's where you're at, you know, please talk to somebody. But like ultimately I have had, I've woken up and been like, I wish I didn't. That sucks. That's a sucky feeling. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show up now that I know that I'm going to show my ass up every day with the biggest smile on my face. Cause fuck, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Happy to be no, and that's, breathing. That's, that's honestly, I think you guys have seen it right now with where we're at. I tell people we're we've got the best staff right now period and a lot of it is because you guys do a really good job of I, i've always told people and and i was gonna you had me on something a second ago because uh i've been hit with this before but i really think you drop your ego and you drop your attitude and you drop your baggage at the door because those people are coming to get away from yeah. whatever it is in their life working out is an and escape it, it is and, and, yeah. and they want to yeah. come in and feel our good vibes and i just tell people all the time i'm like i don't care how you come in if we got to drop the workout down and do some recovery stuff if we're just gonna you know yeah maybe we shoot the shit for 10 minutes i'm cool with that but i'm gonna make you do some things you may not want to do but i'm okay if we tone it down a little bit i just want them to feel better when they left than when they got there. And I think yeah. most of the time we do that. And a lot of times it starts with your attitude, yeah. meaning our attitudes, you know, when yeah. they come in, because that can go either direction. If you're, if you don't check your shit at the door and you come in, you got a bad attitude, you can just see it change the group dynamics. And so I, that's why you've heard me guys say a few times, you can control the group. You know, you take yeah. your yeah. attitude, you can direct that group however you want to. And I think we do a really good job of that. But it is for a lot of those people, you know, like one of my clients said not that long ago, he's like, you know, when you're driving and somebody's, you don't know what they've gone through that day. They might be, you know, right. they might be yeah. going to the hospital to see their sick parent yeah. or whatever. So, so, you know, we get some of that coming into our, our facility, right? Yeah. So, so trying to get them to change their mindset, do something that's healthy for them. Again, and ultimately that really helps big. us foster a culture where they, our people, when they come in, they check their shit at the door. You yeah. know what I mean? That, Hopefully. That, yeah. That, like, that's a, yeah. That's, a, that's a sign of improvement on everybody's end. Yep. Like, if they got to bring it in, I'm happy to be that person. Yep. But, like, ultimately, if we could create a culture where everybody checks their bullshit at the door, we get in here, we all get this in together. Yeah. yeah. Because we love building, this. It's a good vibe. Because we love yeah. this. When exactly. You, leave, you deal with your. Our five, your guys, well, your five o'clock class is fucking awesome. Phenomenal. Yep. And I hold yeah. them to that. Like, if Alan rolls in grumpy, I'm gonna go make sure he's he cheers up because I oh, yeah. bank on that. Right. I need Alan's ass right. in there happy because I need some juice. It's yeah. five o'clock. I'm doing these twelve year old yeah. girls, dog. It's hard. Yeah. Well, it's and, hard out and, here for a pimp. And like you said, <laughs> you, you almost hit on it. But but then 
then they're more well equipped to handle yeah. the shit when they leave, right? So so if you can just let it go for a little bit, get like, your workout in. It's like taking a breath change before your, an yep. argument with yourself. You, you got gotta it. Like, you got it. Calm down, compose yourself, and yep. that's the workout, and then they can deal with their... Yep. Then yeah. you Man, go and handle that mechanism, we, if we can exactly... Yeah, we're working in the fitness world, but that mechanism, that check yourself, check your shit at the door, you could take that. When you need to go do your laundry, check that check your attitude at the door and do your fucking laundry yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like that's yeah. a that's a operatable you know mechanism you can take that and use that in everything creating yeah. productivity yeah, yeah exactly yeah and driving yourself forward like that's 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 cool what shit. it's what it's about that's yeah. cool shit that's coaching has given me such life and rob i i, I know i've thanked you like th 10 million times and you always say like dude no problem only a million Okay, he needs to thank me. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I, I think I haven't got the opportunity to like thank you. Just, you just welcomed me in. Like I was really a lost soul, and like coaching and like the the culture that you guys that I walked into was just like it was just what I needed. It was my secret sauce, and and I hope to be somebody that you guys see like, hey, Blake's Blake's starting to roll, and take that as a testament to yourselves. Like both you guys, you know, obviously it's your business and all that, but. I know you've helped foster that culture. Like it's just mm -hmm. been the experience that it has been for me has changed my life and the direction of it. And all I want to do is help change others, you know, nice. like, and that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a testament to you guys. So I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I just you. love when you walk in the gym cause it's, he's always happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I could be tired as crap and you'll walk in and I'm just like, Oh, okay. The vibes here. We're good. Yeah, I'm feeling bro, good. I mean, like it, you bring the energy. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. Our whole, it does. I appreciate that. It, like, it, really. all of you guys it's pretty good it's yeah. i mean i just whether it was out of defense or whatever i developed that mechanism where like you know what and looking back as long as i have like i think that's always kind of been my x factor like even in sports and stuff is like i know how to check my shit at the door and mm -hmm. like enjoy the experience like live what does it really mean to live in a moment? Have you ever existed in one moment? I can mm -hmm. go back on a lot of my moments in life and I can relive them because I, I take the tech, the, take the 10 seconds to look around. Yeah. Like I remember my first day walking in the Boise state football facility. I can tell you what every single step felt like the nerves, the feeling, the, the, you know, the fear, yeah. like every single step I took. Cause I was living out of my car and I was living at a homegirl's house. You know, not, all my stuff was packed up. I didn't live at the facility. I didn't drive over there. I was embarrassed because my entire house was in my car. Like, so I walked there and it was like a mile and a half. And I remember every step of that walk because I just, I, and I'm, you know, everybody's got their own secret sauce. But for me, I found out that live in those moments, like live in them. Don't just let moments pass you by. They're valuable. I don't know what happens when the lights shut off on this thing, but I'll be damned if that's what, you know, that if I didn't live in all these then it was yeah. a waste it was a yeah. fucking waste man yeah. well you you bring up another point i mean i think a lot of the young athletes that we deal with are living in a different time right they've got mm -hmm. their everything occurs to them through their phone yeah and sometimes it's just like you have to i, I don't know how often you have to tell them but it happens a lot where you're like just put that thing down I don't like and enjoy yeah, enjoy what's That's going tough. on here. Can we, can we? And and when you take that drive, put your phone down and look out there. It's, it's there's some shit that's amazing. Take take that in. That's let all your other senses feel something versus just your your phone and your eyes. And it's dopamine, just dopamine, 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 dopamine. Yeah, dopamine. yeah. Like, yeah let's let's it. get some tactile stuff yeah. here. So, you know, and that's really getting tricky with this this new generation that's coming out. 
and hopefully we can get them to drop their phone for an hour and a pack bag fuck leave your backpack somewhere uh else policy can we talk to jason or whoever yeah like I'll put up. I'll I'm print some so signage because okay I'm over. Yeah. It. I'm over it. It's a, totally. it takes up a ton of space. When you give them a water bottle break and they go to their straight, phone, they their sit phone. down it's on instead, the ground it's, instead it's of scary. drinking water. It's, it's scary. It's a they weird they want to turn it on crazy. and see who's hit them up or who's like their shit. It's so bad. It's a you watch thing. any of us work so out, bad. we're not looking at our phone unless we're changing unless music. Changing music or, or we got a text. We're like, oh shit, that, yeah, I gotta move yeah, something older. around. Yeah. We're also older and have like business to do. They're yeah. 12. Like yeah. you that's don't. Fair. Sorry. Like, yeah, that's like, fair. Totally. You know what but, I mean? Like, right, yeah, they don't need their phone. Yeah. Like, your, and, your mom is Jake not checking on you right now because no, she knows, she where, knows you're where you're at. She's exactly. dropped you off. It's yeah. all good. Jake and I have a unique perspective on it because we grew up simultaneously yep. with technology. Yep. Yep. Like yep. I remember my buddy Matt Edgington had the first iPhone. Dylan like, he, had the first iPhone too. I remember. You know, he crazy. had iPhone 1 and he, he skipped school. He came to school late for it. Like <laughs> His parents let him do it. Like That was what he wanted. He saved up his money and we sat there oh, and he was so like, bad. watch this. And he played Crank That Soldier Boy through it and we all huddled around it with our ears. And we were like, no fucking way. <laughs> Sixth grade at Elizabeth Lynn's Elementary wow, School. Wow, we are dating right, ourselves. Right, out, <laughs> yeah, right you, outside you guys are old. the Elizabeth wow. Lynn's cafeteria, that back door. I can remember mm -hmm. it like it was yesterday. And so it, it's created a unique experience for guys like Jake and I, because like, I remember Instagram coming out. I remember Facebook coming out and like, not like understanding what it was for necessarily. Like, yeah. why? Okay. I get what MySpace is, but like, why? And like, I could just, I passed on all those social medias yeah, for a long like, time. Cause I didn't was like, well, what's the value of it? I'm not in the job market. I'm 11. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can talk I to my friends at recess. I don't need like, to socially sure. network. Like, you know, like I don't like, so I had like, I guess I had a little foresight there. Like, what is this? But then as I got older and it was like, well, I have the, you know, everybody's like, just download Instagram. It's just kind of fun. You like, when you're just sitting on the pot or whatever, you can just, you know, you look through it or we're all on it, post funny pictures, whatever. Like back in the day, it was very bare bones. Like we'd post like silly shit, you yeah, know, it would be like right. a funny video that we made or whatever. And then like now, it I mean, we so all know much, what it is. Now. So much control over like well, people's it, minds and yeah it, ha, it carries weight in the strangest way an instagram yeah. presence carries weight yeah like like i said i'm gonna call out jake paul i want that next fight after this <laughs> diaz fight uh, like let's let's box but like those guys i remember those those brothers got famous on vine i watched that yeah. i watched it happen yeah. look at them now Jake Paul is driving boxing forward again. Like yeah. what? And they just used to make silly vines yeah, and it's, wild. it's grown into this thing that carries weight. It's nuts. It's just like, so I almost can't blame the girls. Sure. You know, you, you almost can't blame them. Sure. They, they also like a lot of our girls haven't known anything else. Like you're saying, like we, yeah, know, we have the, like, privilege I remember of not having yeah. a, like phones at all. And now it's like you, we'll get like a eight year old girl who has like an iPhone, whatever oh, they're on. My 10 year old nephew has an <laughs> Apple watch. I don't have an Apple watch. I don't need an Apple watch. I don't need a phone on my wrist. For with what? My hand. Why does my 10 year old nephew have an Apple watch? Ryan, check your stuff, bro. <laughs> I'm talking to you, man. Why does your son have an Apple watch? But no, it's just like they're tracking him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> let your kid live, they're man. Him. Let your kid live. But no, so yeah, mm. like you almost can't blame them. They don't know anything else, right? Yeah, you know. Right. And then and then you look at it. School has gone that way, right? They don't have snow days. They have at home learning days, and where they're all forced to have a laptop. Like, what if you don't yeah. have a laptop? Oh, they'll right. give you one. 
what if I don't want one? Like, <laughs> right. Like, what if I want to go have a snowball fight? Yeah, like I don't want one. You Heck can't. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy what technology has done. It's not all bad, but at the same time, what are we creating in inside of that vacuum? Well, it's it's very, it, it's not all bad. I mean, you guys, when we talk about it from a learning standpoint, there is some good information out there. There's also yeah. some very bad information, but when we look at what we do, it's a big deterrent from keeping people moving so yeah, yeah it's so in our such a sedentary uh, lifestyle yeah and like so many jobs are based on sitting in front of a computer mm -hmm. now right right the same which, which couldn't problems. which couldn't be worse <laughs> for, for you all bad them, posture right? and their eyes hurt. Could, couldn't be worse for you so some of these people and not just the kids need to put their shit down yeah. and get outside and you know so it's so we're not just talking to the kids when we talk about that i know yeah. some adults who can't go anywhere without their binky like you were talking about earlier it's like it's like their their baby phone that it's got to be with them all the time and i get it if you're running a business chad and i've talked about that too where you know sometimes you've got to be on but sometimes it's really nice to just put it away and get away for a little bit i mean and there is practicality to it like visual cueing that we can do mm -hmm. like yeah. has flat no. out fixed a few of my problems without a me. doubt i just took it's, out my ipad was like wait a minute i can't explain to this. this kid what he's doing wrong Let, what if he just watched himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. filming is awesome. it's like the number one yeah, i use it for my sister all the time she's deadlifting i'm like here you see how this is doing this just make it like that like and fix it yeah yep. and yeah. she's like oh yeah yeah i can do that yep. yeah and you got to think these kids nowadays that's 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 their lens that they see through true so shit why true. like we got to figure out a way to use it effectively yeah yep i told who was was it you i told let's just let's just blow up our instagram presence with no it was preston i was like well we could one way we could do it we could just sell bullshit on instagram that we know people will like because i had that vest on with all the rings and i had the two different bungees attached to it you know so yeah. i'll be walking around yeah, yeah. i was like let's just attach seven bungees to this have each one of you guys pulling me and i'll just do jumping jacks and then you just we'll say get functional views. training yeah and just say exactly it will get we views get, you know we could try it we and try, then we i mean we, and we're like we haven't tried much stupid, on instagram you're stupid. Let's tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> you fell for that. You fell for this. Yeah, bingo. That's actually a good. That's good marketing. You know, that's it's good worth, marketing. It's worth a right shot. Right gotcha, bitch. <laughs> my, my marketing is straight crap anyway. So we could we could go whichever way you want. Yeah, I, the marketing marketing for us is tough because we don't we're not snake oil salesmen. So it's it's hard to get in line with the Instagram presence because like anytime I go on fitness Instagram, it's like hate that, hate that, hate that, hate that. I don't want right. to be a part of that machine. Yeah. I'll just operate. No. We'll just operate yeah. over it's, here and do shit clean. I you know? know it's and it's me because people are like, you could do this. And I'm like, I like it, but I don't like it. You know, so it's, it's, also, it's, it's really, really hard to get popular with information that's actually correct. Like well, it's not trendy. Yeah. TikTok is just like, they'll be like this new exercise. Like you're talking about with the vest is like crazy. And you're like, oh, you could just do like shoulder press instead of doing <laughs> yeah. it and get the exact no, same. Right. And Simplicity. it's way more efficient. It's a compound move. Like, yeah. it's, there's so much misinformation. And we don't only care about that's growing what your gets ass. Popular. Like, right. like yeah, fitness yeah. nowadays is all about glutes. <laughs> when did that start? Yeah. Like, I get it. I, I'm a glute Aesthetics. guy too. Like, so am I. Yeah. I get it. I don't mind. I don't mind a nice glute pair of glutes. But like, that's all fitness is now. Go look at it. Go to Instagram. It Go, is, all you, all people care about is growing their ass. I'm like, that doesn't even. Your back's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's not gonna age well. Yeah, it's all. It's bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's that's still no movement. Ultimately, that we that, I guess, provide. It's, it's here's your split. It's gonna be push pull legs. You're gonna mm -hmm. do. 
lateral raises all day and your shoulders going to be huge. Yeah, so I no, guess I you're guess never going to move besides from the bench yeah. <laughs> to the right. other bench. Right. So why is bodybuilding the fundamental of what fitness is because you know, that was a really long way to get from what you were saying earlier how you grew up with <laughs> bodybuilding to now, but ultimately, we're still stuck in bodybuilding, right? Essentially. I think it has to do with social media being so much about appearance. And bodybuilding wow. is okay. hypertrophy, makes you look better. Yeah. And so people don't care about moving. They're like, oh, if my summer abs are looking good for the Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of reasons we hit the gym, right? Yeah. And and when we were all talking one day, we were all talking about stuff, and Preston said it. He's like, I want to look better naked. And, and yeah, right. I mean, was I, mean I started that's, that's, besides my back. I was that's, like, I want to yeah. look damn good. And, and who doesn't, right? So, so the nice thing about everything we do is the side effect is if you listen and do put some of those principles into play, you're going to look better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, if people come into our space and want to just bodybuild, I usually have a referral for them. I mean, you know, so yeah. it, it's uh, not really. Okay my thing anymore because i'm like again my whole thing is move better good quality movement and a lot of the bodybuilding principles don't fall into that so there's no. there's a few things and and you know i say it all the time i'm like you know we'll be messing around and i'm like all right i know this class wants some freaking biceps so here's your biceps, biceps. your token bicep or the alumni lift or you know the beach workout whatever but but it's going to be a small portion of what we're doing because I'm like, here's the things that are going to make you move and feel better. Yeah. And yes, you can have some of your bench press and, and that, but, um, you know, so, so bench there's gotta be people. some of it. Right. Cause otherwise, yeah. If, yeah. if people don't get a little bit of the candy that they want, they're yeah. probably not coming back. Right. And ultimately, but, are we, is it but if detriment? we can just tease it in and go, yeah. okay, I get, I hear what you're saying. And yes, I like that, but let's, let's just tease it in. Let's not make that our, only form of lifting that we have yeah yeah so i guess yes but it is very hard some of the struggle is like we don't reinvent the wheel over here we don't we know what works why use it because it's why you don't fucking need to read i don't have i don't have that much time blake i mean i well i I think we're busy people why freaking redo what's been done let's like let's just use it some of the shit works let's do that shit yeah and there's no exactly there's no reason to right and that's that what that's i guess what makes marketing and, and instagram hard is like well how do you make shoulder press just straight up and down look cool I'm not that buff. It's not going to come and, to look for me. And I won't let you guys take your shirts off. So um, no, trust you know, me, sorry you don't about even, that. You know, I don't even need to. Like, <laughs> you, you, you would see what you get. I look like a sack of potatoes. But but he can move. Well, he can, can move. That boy can move that's, though. That's right. That boy can move and though. hit. I can hit something. <laughs> not anymore, man. I can't imagine. It was. I was talking to one of my buddies the other day. I can't even for one second get into the mind frame to slam myself into anything ever again if if i was offered money to go play football right now i think i'd turn it down like genuinely well if, if someone was like hey you, man we got money over here you, you know play some linebacker you Fuck have to no. train to take a hit right <laughs> yeah, i mean yep. and and it, it's funny because you guys know i've got a big family and so yeah. i used to wrestle my boys all the time and then yeah, they got tell to me a, about it Robbie. That, yeah you, you <laughs> and you too jake sometimes so <laughs> Sometimes. And, and you know, smash, when you're smash. doing it constantly, it becomes normal. It's it's like yeah. we talk about all the time. You could do 
150 lunges every day that might just be part of your warm-up it doesn't have to be the workout that can be your new norm you can do 150 push-ups a day and that can be done daily if you're taking a punch daily you get used to it i mean yeah it yeah. takes some conditioning if you haven't taken one in a while i don't want to get hit right now i don't want to wrestle any of my boys they, they want to go straight to my neck and i'll be <laughs> torqued up for three days and yeah. you know that ain't fun so yeah it's all that's conditioning stuff you got to be in shape to take those that's hits like the first fall on a wakeboard during summer I, oh yeah i take like hit after hit all summer and i'm great by the end that first one the next day i wake up i'm like i can't turn left or right without looking like batman like, <laughs> yeah walking like a lego person yeah batman. yeah no it's batman. it's all conditioning right that's that's why you you see these kids and they're ready to go from whatever sport to whatever sport i'm like you know take a few days to yeah. to prep for it you know Who and, was it? It and was... that's why the summer the summer's done so good with football is is they they have that time to get into shape but yeah. some of these kids don't do anything and then I'll, or or i'll give this example because you see this a ton people who don't do anything they're like i'm gonna ski myself into shape i'm like that's, that's the worst plan ever it's a bad you are philosophy. probably gonna yeah. tear your knee up or fall and wreck a shoulder and be done for the year and maybe next year it's called spend about three or four weeks getting yourself ready and you're gonna have so much of a better time but some people just i love to ski but i don't do shit to get ready for it it's a recipe for I've destruction noticed, i've noticed there's two versions of that person as well there's the person that says fuck it i'm gonna ski myself in a shape tears their knee and goes well that's what i asked for you know yeah. like i'm gonna yeah. do it again next year and you're not gonna stop me and then there's the complainer that's like, oh, I'm always hurt. I'm always hurt. I'm always yeah, hurt. It's like, like, are you fucking doing anything it. to right. prevent it? Fix at it. All. It's yeah, it's it's preventable. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is. Let's yeah. let's work on some yeah. lifestyle habits. But teach it's almost own. like your muscles weren't strong enough to hold your knee in place. Yeah, I don't weird. know. That hey, sounds like something that we that's could possible. Help with. I don't know. That sounds like that. But no, on that football topic for a second, there was just a guy that retired. I believe he just played for the Cowboys. He hadn't been in the league that long. He had a nice career for sure. He wasn't he wasn't a flash in the pan. High draft pick, made a lot of money. Man, who the hell was it? I what think I think Cowboys. Safety, I think. D B guy. Retired because he's pretty banged up. And guy. he's like, I wake up every morning. He long Instagram post, I think it was on Instagram or Twitter. I wake up every like I can't walk normal and I can't play with my kids. Like I regret every moment of it. <laughs> I if I could go back and do it different, I would. Is what basically what what he okay. said. And this is a guy that reached the top, high draft pick, made a ton of money, got to do what every little kid wants to do, and was like, man, I should have thought about it. And I think on the topic of like our high school kids and like our youth sports, like when these parents are driving these kids and teaching them that this is the only thing that matters. Unfortunately, you're going to have some of those kids that continue to have success, continue to have success, and they end up like this guy. Yeah, I wish I would have done that different. I wish I would have. I wish I wouldn't have done that. It's yeah. not worth it. I never. But he, I never looked at it. I didn't take myself out of it. Um, you know Ben Barnard. One thing he told me the other week was like, "Dude, when you got big decisions to make, write them down on paper and read it like it's somebody else's decision, and yeah. you're just an opinion." And he's like, "The way take the emotion out of it, you can look at it and like for this guy, he never looked at it." Gotcha. He never looked at the, yeah. the price he was going to pay, you know, and I'm yeah. sure that he got a little injury somewhere before a detrimental one. Yeah. Like it's that's sports. You're going to roll an ankle. It's sports. And like, if he was able to look at that rolled ankle, go, man, what would like an entire rolled body be like? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and, and 
again, I'm going to bring Chad up, and then we can bash him here in a few yeah, minutes. Let's, but, let's lighten but, him up. Uh, but he, he, that's kind of one of the things he mentioned. But I was really fortunate. I was around a lot of great athletes, and I don't think too many of them have regrets. And and they did make some good money in the in the profession, but that wasn't the only – I mean – being there is what drove them. Yeah. And and love the game. And then ultimately they met a lot of good people and they created some relationships and and there aren't very many of those guys, even though some of them have some bad injuries and some of them probably have some concussion issues to deal with. But the regret one minute of it, one minute of it, right? So yeah. so it is. It's it's like you said, sometimes you have to know the risk reward and and, yeah. and sometimes that that level is high. Um but if it's what you love to do and what you wake up craving every day, yeah. it, ultimately sure it's, it's worth it. Make sure it. it's your passion, yeah. not someone else's. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, that's, yeah. And, and for the parents, make sure it's your kid's passion, yeah. not yours. And let, make sure. them, and, and, and let them figure it out. I mean, that's why I think, and you mentioned it earlier, we are in a facility that's a year-round sport. And we work with a couple of other sports uh, a lot of these teams that are year round and but we're hopefully exposing them to, to some other stuff or and cross training them so that they aren't getting some of these overuse injuries but hopefully it's all about exposure right i mean you may play a ton of baseball and then all of a sudden pick up a basketball and go this is real i really like this why not play basketball yeah. the crossover for basketball and baseball is huge. You know, these mm-hmm. these the the better you move and, and dribble and the hand-eye coordination and the movement and skills and, and being able to slide back and forth and rotate. I mean, it, it, each sport helps another sport, and I think that's what's been lost sometimes with the specialization. Oh, yeah. And my whole recruiting process, though very brief, I was not recruited very heavily at all, <laughs> at all. Like, I basically had to, like, beg these guys. Like, come on, come on. I'm a good guy. Like, let me out there. I'll, I'll, like, come on, I got, I got this. I got this. I'll do it. I'll do it. But ultimately, that recruiting process, every single coach I talked to, how many sports did you play? How many sports did you play in high school? How many sports did you play growing up? What did you play? What did you do? Did you just play football? And no, I didn't. So my answer was always like, oh, I wrestled. I ran track. I played baseball. I played basketball, um, football, and then played soccer with my sister on the weekends. I played goalie for her. And they're like, that that was what they would love about me, the athlete. Boom, well-rounded. Cool. Yeah. Can, yeah, can handle it. It not only helps prevent injuries, but it. It builds you in yeah. as a better athlete overall. Like and you, you got to learn the competition process in many different forms. Yep. You know, a football well, game isn't a track race. And yeah. and sometimes the more coaches you have, the better. Yeah, you right. Because you're you're exactly. getting some different viewpoints of you, uh-huh. and and you're picking up on that, and they're giving you the ability to transform yourself. Um, and I think you learn a lot about yourself with different people giving you that feedback. Yeah. And I think the other thing um, that I was going to say, and I just lost it. Oh, I know we had, we were pretty lucky. We had a guy named Josh Cuffey. I think he's still with the Oakland A's, but he worked with us because he was with the Diamondbacks or Diamondbacks organization, Aces. the Aces, when they were here. And so he came in and worked with us in the offseason. I think they were it was them and one other team who were one of the first ones to start looking at the injury process with their guys. And they were seeing the trend with their, especially pitchers, catchers, that kind of stuff. But they were seeing the trends with the guys who were just single sport athletes growing up. 
and those that were multi-sports athletes. So they were asking that question a lot. Hey, have you played a lot of sports? Because they were just seeing more durability, huh. and the mm-hmm. athletes had played more sports than the ones who had been specialized. Well, it reminds me of like Dylan. Like Dylan. Yep. yep. That's a he's a great that's example. A great case, right? Only yep. baseball. And I played everything from like Dylan. eight years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never really did anything else. Tommy John twice. Yep. In high, in school. high school, dog. In right. high school. And he right. had so much, like, and he's talking to me now, and I'm like, no shit. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. He was he was one of the people in my head when I would talk. Yeah. I remember how young he was, even 16 with the first one. 16, 16 first, first, and then one. end of junior year, I want to say. Yeah, like my yeah. freshman Scary. year, he, my freshman year, his sophomore year, he wasn't playing baseball. Yeah. That's, that's 16 years old, so 15 years old. That seems well, so sick. Here's, here's the other thing that's funny to me is that you guys know the term Tommy John so well. It shows how huge it is now. But but if you look at the guy who started that surgery process, he didn't have a high school athlete with a Tommy John issue until like 2003 or four. And then they've gone just through the roof oh, since I... then. But he didn't have any of that early. And the one thing I've got to find, because I really want to bring it into our facility, um, because I blew it up into a poster is, and I would show it to the young kids and it was major league pitchers who had, it was either 200 or 250 wins or greater and where they were from. So it showed this map of the United States and then a little bit of Central America, South America. I, I think that was it. And so this map of, of these different regions and I'm like, so I'd ask them, I'm like, where do you think the best pitchers originate from? And of course, their answer, because we're in Reno, which we're pretty lucky here. We experienced four seasons. And I think it's great because you have to, can't play a ton of baseball in the middle of winter. Like this year was a great example of that. However, we've got a lot of parents who are like, hey, there's another warehouse. What do you think about this, right? So anyway, when you ask the kids this question, most of them are like, California. Warm weather. Texas. Florida. And when you look at this map, it's funny because 90% of these guys are from the Midwest. So this this big picture of all these wins Where are Midwest. Not and to so for a certain amount of time. So that's one philosophy. So there's a few philosophies. One is blue collar workers, right? That these oh, guys are hard workers, know how to work, put the work okay. in. But to yours, one of my philosophies and and it probably is not just one philosophy, yeah. it's a couple but these guys weren't playing baseball in the in the winter, right? They were Negative playing basketball, yeah. throwing a football. Tornado they were alert. doing other yeah. things that made them a better athlete. And then when they got to a certain point, and it kind of goes along with when you look at the call or sorry, the high or no, sorry, little league world series. Any of those pitchers who are really good never make it to the majors. I think yeah. there's been one. Oh yeah, like you can run the numbers. It that it's, like far. A, yeah. it's it's not it's not a farm team for yeah. minor league yeah. baseball, for major league baseball. It's it's a blueprint of what you don't want to do if you want to be a pitcher <laughs> yeah. in college or for professional real. sports, right? Man. But we've blown it up and, and the announcers who announce the game are the guys who announce pro games. And yeah. so it's this big deal where you're ultimately like yeah, but none of those kids are going to make it to... I mean, some of them, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm sure there's some of those guys that are playing yeah. in college, but none of those pitchers or catchers are playing in the majors yeah. unless they're playing in other sports. So, yeah. so it kind of yeah. shows you some of the problems with that system. Yeah, your pitch count doesn't matter if you're 
pitching for 15 years year round. Right. Yeah. Like, that's you've, not going to save them. You've only got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can only throw 60 pitches, but you're going to do it days seven a days a week for 15 years. Yeah. And we'll see how you do. Yeah. Thanks right. for putting a governor on that. Right. Yeah. Right. Hats off yeah. to that guy. <laughs> you really yeah. Prevented it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it's just like from like my side of things, flexing that, that competitive muscle in different forms and the demands of a different sport once you decide to specialize that's the benefit of playing all the other sports because at some point growing up we all wanted to be astronaut chefs that drove a big rig truck and was a monster truck driver too you know what i mean i can still be that yeah like i believe in you too that's what's crazy it's like i i believe in you so like Athletically, I wanted to be a football playing, you know, a quarterback starting pitcher that also was on the gymnastics USA team and played for USA hockey because I watched Miracle once. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to do. But then I decided as I got older, well, I can't do that. I got to specialize. Like, there's what? There's one Deion Sanders, there's one Bo Jackson. Who else we got that played two sports? Uh, Jordan, kind of. Jordan, kind of. Well, yeah, that's question. I said kind of. It's it's really. If you're a baseball guy, you're going no. And like Dion was <laughs> legit. Dion Dion was a legit oh, yeah. baseball yeah, yeah, yeah. player. And so, so was, was Bo. Bo Jackson. But they, they that's two, two. Right, right, right. That's I. I'm not even right. on my third finger yet. That's two people. Right. And there's been some good ones in college. There's, there there's has been, been some, some good, good ones, ones in college. college Jameis Winston was a really good one in college, yep, and he's yep, a good NFL yep. quarterback. But what I'm getting to is, at some point, you have to specialize, without a doubt. So just doesn't you weren't just playing all those sports yeah. and competing all the time just for like fun necessarily. You can use all that experience to to help you specialize. Yep. But competing in different arenas have different demands. And that's going to help you when you specialize because you've experienced competition in every form. Yeah. And competition's fucking scary. You know, and especially when those lights come on, thirty-seven thousand people out there. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You, we're gonna see who who prepared, and we're gonna see yeah. who's ready for competition. Without a doubt. I know some. I know some practice all Americans. Like. Oh shit, yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I know some. Yeah. I know some dudes that can get down at practice. Yeah. Once the lights come on, I don't. I don't even know if they put their jersey on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how yeah. that's how small they shrink. It's true. And I just think competing in different arenas prepares you for that. Like, yeah. how do I get ready for a track race? I don't know. I'm not that fast, but I got to run. You know, like, yeah. I got to go that way. That's completely different than how you prepare for a for a football game. You know, yeah. like, there's oh. plays and there's all this kind of stuff. There's all that. Or, or, you know, get up on the bump and go throw a few innings. Like, that's a whole experience in itself. Totally. Yeah. You know, totally. I think that all has value. We don't need a kid to be have a slider at 11. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's just why. nobody, nobody really and we can talk, cares. We can talk about the biology. Hey, there's effects a couple on of that. dads that really care, Robbie. <laughs> okay. And, you, okay. and they'll let you hear it too. You, you, you are right. They'll let You're you right. Hear it. Yeah, I'll That's give you that so one. Funny. I was gonna say. That's well, so funny. But do they count? But I'll, I'll give you that one. All right. So we got time. We got time for one more topic before we go do a cold dip. Now, cold do we want to? Do we want to talk about? I know Jake's going to say I was scared to do the cold plunge prior to our first podcast. And yeah, there's some truth to that, but I'm going to do the cold plunge after. So do we want to talk about a legit topic or do we want to... Do we not just talk do, about do legit we want, topics? No, no. I, I mean... I mean <laughs> I'm playing. Or, or do we want to... Well, you didn't let me finish. Or do we want bullshit? Okay. Or okay. do we want to just bash Chad who okay. who opened up his beautiful podcast room for us to Beauty's do our first holder 
I took a little video. We'll post it today there on Instagram. I'm terrified okay. of burning um, this place. Jake, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Jake will post it for me today on go. Instagram because Rob Instagram sucks. Influencer. He's like ancient. Dinosaurs don't do I'm computers. Not, I'm cool, I'm cool with either. Just I'll put that out there. Did you have? All right, you like got another you got question? one more. You got you want to throw one out or you want to save it or like, do we? Do you want to nerd out on anything? We, Has there been anything that you're like, ooh, I'm just like ready to nerd not, hard? Think, well, okay, I got I got one. Do, right. do you have one or no? You good? Uh, we honestly got through most of my okay. questions. Okay, just okay. All right, so you guys are gonna have to brainstorm for the next one. All right, All right so I'll throw out my thought here. And then I'll open it up to you too because you have a little decent athletic background. But it's funny because you kind of were going there at one point. But uh, there's a there's a saying that that says those who can't teach, and and I would say I fall into that because I was a semi so so athlete, but I really got into learning how to teach. And the reason I bring that up is because you kind of mentioned some of the athletes and I've always felt like you're a former athlete, but you weren't, you we saw, worked hard. You, you, you saw some good training work for you as you went. We worked there are, hard. We there worked are some hard. athletes who are very natural. Yeah. And I always have said, yeah, that person was a really good athlete. I don't know how good they are as a coach. And a lot of really good athletes don't go into coaching because they're like, that's not what I do. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to work with Patty Sheehan, who's stud, a, amazing yeah. female w women's golfer. Yeah. But she did not want to teach at all because huh. at one point we were out golfing and she would give me a pointer here and there, but she had no interest in in teaching and, and she probably could have been a very good one she just she knew her limits and i think really good athletes do that but i've seen some athletes who are such good athletes that they have that following and so then they think they can go into coaching and i think that they really struggle to coach because they just picked it up so i've actually gotten to see a few of these guys who are like just squat and you're like you might have to teach them how to squat because they don't know how to squat. Well, that's why I versus, recruited you yesterday. I was like, I've never just, taught a squat. Yeah, and that's how do you a, teach that's a perfect. Because yeah. I was just about to tell him, I don't know, man, throw it on your back and get down there. <laughs> and it's all like, which, like, which there is some of that to it, right? Yeah. But I think I think some of these athletes can get really frustrated yeah. trying to teach somebody something. So I didn't know. I wanted to just. I'm I'm gonna throw that one out to I you would guys. Like the first thing that kind of came to mind was I would apply it to teaching someone how to wakeboard. Like I really learned like, so I've known how to wakeboard for a really long time. And we were trying to teach one of our other friends and I have plenty of other friends who know how to wakeboard and you listen to them, try and teach them how to do it. And they're like, Oh, just like hold your arm straight and stand up. And you're like, how does that help them <laughs> in any way possible? Right. And so then you watch them fail, fail, fail. And I go back there and I'm like, okay, you're going to keep your core tight. You're going to act like you're in a chair. You're going to let the boat drag you for 10 feet. You're going to stand up. And it like shows you the difference. You can be able to do something and not explain it to someone, which is why like cues for us are so important mm -hmm. in the gym is like, I can like just show them me squatting and they're going to be like, awesome. You know how to squat. But if you can't explain it to them while they're doing it and get them to understand their own body through information, they're not going to be able to do it. Well, it's, it's funny yeah. you mentioned wakeboarding because I think it's really such a good example because people it, are terrible. Well, no, it is, and, and it's it, you're, <laughs> and you're right because that's right where I'm going because I really think my teaching 
we had a boat growing up and I yeah. learned how to water ski pretty early and we would take so many friends out and my dad was really good at coaching them. And then I got really good at yeah. coaching them and it was amazing. You know, people would come out and go, I don't know how water ski. We're like, that's going to change today. Yeah. And we could just, you know, it is, it's all about what cues what techniques you give them and and it's it's the communication process that is so big you got you've got to have a lot yeah. of cues because not everything is going to work for you got person. it you you got to shit most i, I think i think yeah. as a trainer that's where i'm like you've got to have different cues for everybody cuz some people will pick up on you squatting cuz yeah. they are they're visual, they're visual learners yeah. some people need to to see it a couple of times some people need it communicated to them some people to need, tactile, people need like, yep yeah. you got it they they need to just get under the bar and do a couple and then go no i want your short you know some mm. some tactile touching where you're actually putting your hands on them and, and guiding them so but just wanted to know you yeah, guys i mean so i was listening to a rogan podcast first stop foul life next stop joe rogan experience that's give right me, give me we're, on we're coming we're joe i'm gonna fight joe. jake we're, paul we're coming i'm gonna fight jake paul and then, oh, we're, then we're all gonna be on the you, the, on the joe you, rogan podcast. we were talking about that you better start taking some punches yeah i know i'm ready or, or running or, or running. running there's the there's two. two ways you can One of the you two. can rope a dope but so i was listening to joe rogan and he had a guy on there that was talking about um he basically he's created a blueprint for shooting a gun and it's like a very effective blueprint and he explained this process of blueprinting and i have taken that and clung so tightly to blueprinting. Like, let me blueprint what a the best version of my day looks like. It's wake up before the sun, praise God. Then it's do the hard stuff first. And then, you know, I have my list of things. Be thankful. And then end the day with prayer and, and good rest. Like, that's my blueprint of a perfect day. So now I have a thing. Now I have, okay, well, what is a perfect day? If I'm having a, a string of bad days, now I got a good day. I Go back to your blueprint and find your good day. That's what's fun about coaching to me is we get to help foster a blueprint for these people. So yeah. like a lot of these people that can do, like you were saying with wakeboarding, like necessarily it's not because they're bad coaches or they don't possess the ability to coach. They've never blueprinted the wakeboarding process yeah. in their own head. So the, how can they teach it? They that's, just, they know how true. to do it. They just operate, operate, wake up, operate. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's not necessarily that they're, they can't coach it. It's just, they don't even... They couldn't coach it to. They couldn't tell themselves how to they do also, it. They also, they also probably like this is with a lot of things. But I'm going back to the wakeboarding. They probably could have taught it the day after they learned how to do it. Yeah. But now they've been doing it so long, it's second nature. Yeah. And they haven't had to think about how to do it for so long. Mm -hmm. They yeah. lost the ability to. Yeah. Teach it. No, yeah. that's that's cool. Like that's that's kind of what keeps me here coaching. That's yeah. what coaching has given me such life. Is like I love the journey of it. I love, I'm a big journey guy. And back to like living within moments, like athletically, I have achieved like a pretty, you know, to a very high level. Like, what is it? 1% nice, athletes. Nice play resume. Division one level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I pounded that out, but I lived in those moments and I, I blueprinted that process. So yep. I feel like I can co coach confidently because I blueprinted that process and I know, okay, here are these steps. Yes. Yep. These were only my steps, but I also played the game like a point guard with my eyes wide open. I watched how my friends navigated the process, my friends that were successful. My boy Leighton got drafted, what, 17th overall to the Cowboys. I was I, I was a part of that process, not not saying that I helped him do that. He did he did that. Yep. But I was a part of that. I watched how he did that. And I was like, okay, download that, use it later. I don't know what I'm gonna use it in, yep. but that dude works like a banshee. You yep. know, like he has a one of those work ethics that you're like, whoa, dude. 
slow down. Like you're going to hurt yourself, but he just go, go, go. Cool. Download that. Take that. I don't know when I'm going to use it, but just hold on to that. It clearly it worked. He's a very wealthy man now. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like he's plays for America's team. Get out of here. <laughs> like debatable. Who's debatable. <laughs> but Who's so it's like, I'm stopping you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I love about coaching is I can now get to enter that side of things where I can be the resource to the, to, you know, we work with a ton of kids to these yep. kids to create their, I'm a product their. of a lot yep. of good men that poured time in my life. You're one of them. I, we've spent a lot of time together. I'm a product of every good man that poured time into me on the athletics field, athletically that, you know what I mean? But like socially well, and personally, and, like and, I've, I've and developing and developed yeah. me into like the man that's sitting here yep. in this podcast room. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, I had a hunger to find a way back in there. You know, like I want to be, well, I'm not playing anymore. I don't want to run into shit anymore. Okay. Well, where, where do I find value now? Well, go be, be the value to somebody else. Like be in service to other people. I promise you it's, that's, that's been my X factor. That's been my secret sauce is like, what's fun about coaching and especially on our end of things in the strength and conditioning, athletic development world is I'm so untethered from the outcome of sport that sport doesn't affect my decision making. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just here for the, for you. Yep. You want to be a better athlete? Come yeah. on in. Let's, yeah. let's hang. And some of that, like you said, it might be hanging out for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to sport, go handle your sport. But yep. when you're over here, you're just, you know, you're just, I'm just Blake and you're just you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's been a really fun experience for me. So I feel like I can untether myself from like my athletic experience. Like I said, you and I worked really hard to get me there. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I showed yep. up every day and I put the work in and I am a hundred percent confident in saying that I put that fucking work in yep. like, and you, you, you wrote the blueprint for me a little bit. You had the drills. I did them yep. and I got better. And then there was fruit. Yep. Right. So shit. I wanted to be that for somebody else too. You know, like, okay. Hey, come to me. I, I, I can, you know, I'll, I'll encourage the shit out of you to, to get better. Like you got to bring the work ethic. You got to bring the effort. But if you bring that, like good things will happen. No guarantees what those are, but the journey is the beautiful thing. You spend 99% of the time walking mm -hmm. and then you get on top of the mountain. You take one picture. You got to walk back down. Yep. Like invest in the journey. of Right. It. That's what I think. Definitely. That's that was a really long winded way of saying yep. that's why I'm in coaching. That's why I love it. And I think that's why I'll have success in it is because the journey is what I'm in this for. Yeah, I like it. Final notes, Jake. And I'm cutting you off there because I'm gonna use it. I was, I'm, I'm good. I was You're just good. Listening to that beautiful. All right, that, and that's where I'm gonna leave it. I, I think. So, we may have been all over the place today, but I like. I mean, I think that goes back to kind of our core values, and your blueprint is your habits that hopefully we help you form or you form on your own that go long term because those those habits create so much down the road whether it's knowing how to work work with other people you know get to a end product the fruit of what you've done so we're going to finish with that thank you for joining us today we are sierra strength and speed this was our first inaugural yeah. podcasts of hopefully many to come some may be more clear and concise than others but maybe some there will just be a whole lot of talk going on um chad again thank you thank this you chad. Uh, this life ain't thank for you, everybody 
uh, podcast, which will be where we're at, and, and check him out at uh, Foul Life and his other 26 businesses that he operates and runs. We're going to go use his pool as a cold soak, and, and maybe I will be more clear uh, afterwards. We'll, we'll see about that. I think I'll be a babbling idiot. Um, again, thanks for joining us. We hope to uh, do another one of these very soon. Life on earth won't last too long. So what you going to do when the money's all gone? I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't last that long. What you going to do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long What you gonna do when the money's all gone?